Good evening. This is Victoria with Dream Dogs and the How to Train Your Service Dog podcast. Uh, this is our Tuesday night webinar. So this is Tuesday, December 11th. Um, we have a kind of fun topic tonight, which is dogs and the holidays. So we're in the middle of the holidays with it being December 11th. We've had Halloween. We've had Thanksgiving. We have coming up uh, Christmas and all the Christmassy ones that aren't Christmassy, like Kwanzaa and um, Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah might be over, and New Year's. So all of those. Um, so it's perfect timing for talking about dogs and the holidays. Uh, first, to give you guys a heads up on Arrow, we had him, uh, we found out last week on Monday. Um, what's that put it? Monday, um, December 3rd that he had lung tumors and um, the vet told us he wouldn't last the week um, and we brought him in yesterday, Monday, uh, December 10th and we had to put him down. Um, we were actually there with him for the whole procedure. They said they usually take the dogs to the back, but um, because he does so much better with us around, uh, you know, he's still a Malinois. Um, they just did everything right there in the room. Um, they had blankets spread out on the floor. So I laid down beside him and snuggled him. Uh, Rich sat there and pet him the whole time. And um, it was really hard for him breathing at the end. And he was shaking pretty bad. So, you know, it was time as hard as that was to happen. Um, at least it came suddenly. You know, two weeks ago, he was his normal, happy, healthy self. And then... You know, he had like a week and a half of um, not good. So that's a lot of, you know, uh, he was only six. And, uh, you know, y'all know Gypsy, my golden service dog. Well, the reason him and her were going to share the job was because we plan on breeding her. So when we breed her, she's going to be out of commission for at least three months. Uh, when she comes into heat, she'll be out of commission for at least three weeks. And they come into heat twice a year. So that's going to be about a month, twice a year that she's going to be out of commission um, for the heat. And then whenever she has babies, that's going to be three to six months out of the year. So that puts me back in the position of, ruh -ruh, I need a service dog. So just a few months ago, we had five dogs. Now we're down to three. And, uh, you know, Rich is telling me that we should take Rue, our male border collie, and brush him as service dog stuff up. Like he's been fully trained up as a service dog. Um, he has served as my backup service dog before we got Gypsy. Um, he has gone to Disney a few times with us as well. But we'll see. Um, I'm telling Rich I want another Malinois, which is crazy because I tell people not to get them as service dogs. But I'm like, being professional trainers, the three of us here, you know, it works for us. So we'll see what happens. He wants to wait a bit. I don't want to wait at all. Um, but you know, you've got to put your name on the breeder list and wait for the pups. So I'm like, even if we put our name on the list today, it's still going to be spring before they're born. And then two months later before they can come home. So, you know, it'll still be some time. Um, you can't like go out to the Malinois R Us and pick up some. Okay. So on to happier topics, which is the holidays. So Let's see, trees and decorations. So we put our tree up. We use an artificial tree because I break out um, whenever I have to deal with a real pine tree. Like my, I get real itchy and it's not fun. So we do use a fake tree. Uh, we got a skinny tree a couple years ago, skinnier tree than what we had. Um, so that's our Christmas tree. Uh, we have ornaments from when I was a kid, you know, when I was a baby. Uh, you know, we have a couple from whenever Rich was young, you know, our ornaments together, we make sure we get ornaments every year. Ornaments for us are, you know, really mean a lot. So that's one thing I do not want the dogs destroying my Christmas tree or my ornaments. Uh, now this, everyone's already had a Christmas here with us. You know, Gypsy had Christmas last year was her first. So what we do is we try to put the tree up kind of in a corner. Um, we do have a Disney monorail instead of a choo-choo train that goes around it. And we, uh, we do decorate now because we do have the cats and because the dogs can be a little bit of jerks sometimes. 
Uh, we do have some ornaments that are just for the bottom of the tree. And that includes like the big um, wooden ones and like the big fabric ones. Um, some of them from, you know, when we were kids and made them or when Luke was a kid and made them, you know, ones that if the cats knock them off the tree, they can't destroy them. So those go on the bottom. The, the glass ones go up on the top. Uh, you know, basically that's how our Christmas tree is decorated with the most fragile to the least fragile. Uh, but it works and it works out really well. Uh, for the decorations. Now, tinsel, we used to use tinsel on our Christmas tree. And then we had a cat. His name was Pete. Uh, he was a Persian. He actually named himself. Funny story. We got him. And uh, we were trying different names. And I'm talking to my mom. And she goes, try Pete. And I'm like, Pete. And he's like, yes, that is my name. So he named himself Pete. Um, Pete actually would eat tape. Um, you know, like whenever you wrap presents, you know, the scotch tape. He would eat tape and he would eat tinsel. So we actually, um, he got in, we couldn't use tinsel after, you know, we found out about that. And even the tape from the packages and everything else, he somehow got a hold of some and he ate it and he ended up dying because he ate tape. So, you know, you have to know what's going on with your critters. Um, you know, the curling ribbon that people do, you know, like, yeah, he'd eat that. You know, you're going to get dogs, you're going to get cats who will eat anything uh, and you can't supervise all the time. So like dogs are easier to supervise in this situation than cats are. So for dogs, if you don't trust your dog with the tree up, crate them, put them in a different room. If you need to put your Christmas tree in a room that you don't use all the time, say you have a spare bedroom. It might be that your Christmas tree has to go in the spare bedroom this year because you don't trust your puppy. And you've probably all seen the Christmas tree with the X pen around it so the dogs can't get to it or the Christmas tree mounted on the ceiling so the dogs can't get to it and uh and be smart about things so watch the tinsel watch tape of course um watch lights you know you don't want your dog your cat eating the lights um because it's stuff that you know you your dog could get from. um you know watch the ribbon trying to think of what else watch the ornaments don't put out the fragile ornaments guys um, and it might be something that this year you don't put out your fragile ornaments. It might be this year you go to the store and you buy a big box of silver and gold Christmas ornaments and that's what goes on the tree this year. And if they back them around, they're not going to break because they're not glass. Uh, and then afterwards, ooh, fireworks on New Year's Eve. Yes. So fireworks on New Year's Eve. Um, fireworks. People love to shoot off fireworks. Now, here's a nice thing. We live out in the boonies now, so we don't hear too many fireworks, right? But uh, in Gainesville, we heard them a lot. And we had a neighbor who would shoot them off right in front of our house, and it was very gosh darn annoying. But, you know, what are you going to do about it besides go out and yell at them, which I kind of sent Rich out to do that. Uh, so fireworks. If you know, it's Thursday. I know people are going to be shooting off fireworks. So what am I going to do on the day of New Year's Eve, right? I'm going to take my dog out for a walk to physically exercise, but not a pool. I'm not letting him pool and drag me all over the place. Now, this is a walk. This is, we're walking together side by side, at my side, at my pace. You're not pulling at all. Mental work here too, guys. Okay, so there's that. And then you're going to do some, maybe find some food games. So take a handful and toss a handful of food on the ground, toss it in the yard, and let your dog find each and every piece. Um, maybe take one of those boxes from Christmas, right? One of those Christmas cardboard boxes that you have from Amazon, because I know everybody orders from Amazon. And then toss a handful of food in there and let your dog find it. If you're like, it's snowing outside, I'm not doing that. I don't want food all over my house. Toss it in a box and let your dog root it out, okay? Mentally tire him out. Maybe play with some tricks that day, okay? Um, give him his food in a Kong wobbler. You know, there's different things that you can do to mentally tire your dog out. Do this a couple times. Do maybe two walks, maybe two of those. Get your dog where your dog is done at the end of the day. <laughs> Just absolutely done. Like, I don't want to do anything else. And then turn on the TV. Even if you're leaving the house, turn on the TV. If your dog does not like fireworks, put them in a crate. Uh, you know, if you leave the house, don't leave your dog out to freak out and destroy anything. Laugh it off. If your dog hears the fireworks and looks at you like, oh my God, did you hear that? The sky is falling. Just laugh. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Did you hear that outside? That's the funniest thing. 
leave your dog inside. Don't take your dog outside to go look at the fireworks with you. If, you know, they can see them from the windows if you want to show them. And you can actually even start them now. Look up on YouTube for fireworks. And you can see some, and they can start hearing some of the pops and the whistles. So they, uh, they kind of start getting used to it now instead of surprise on New Year's Eve. Uh, now, what else happens? Oh, here, I'll answer the questions first. I would love to hear, somebody said about dealing with holiday get-togethers with family who thinks rules don't apply to them, and how to nicely remind people not to pet the dog who has the huge patches on that say, do not pet, okay? So that's great, especially so um, we've got pets and we've got service dogs, right? And neither of them mean that you get to pet, right? We have some dogs that we work with, and I'm sure there's a lot of dogs that we don't work with who they could be a bit of a jerk and not like people. So just assuming that everyone's dog is there for you to pet is a bad assumption. And you know what they say about assuming, guys, okay? Something happens and it's made out of you and me, right? Um, which I don't want to say because that's a naughty, naughty cuss, cuss word. So what do you do in that case? If See, and here's one that I don't have to deal with this much, right? Because we don't have any family that live in, in, in our state, right? Like my family's in South Carolina and Ohio and Pennsylvania. Rich's family's in Wisconsin and Minnesota. So we don't see them. We don't have them come over much. They don't, you know, we don't go over to their house much because we don't. We can't. You know, we've got the ranch. We've got the business that we're running. You know, we've got our cows and our chickens and our goats and our dogs and our cats and our bird. So, so we don't, and we have Disney like 45 minutes away. So that's where we go when we have vacation. Um, but what do you do? So we had once, when we had first gotten Arrow, we had a funeral. We were living in Gainesville. We had to go down to Clearwater for this funeral. And it was a family friends of riches from whenever they were growing up. And we brought Arrow and we told them we're going to be bringing Arrow. Now this is before he was my service dog. So we had, we hadn't had him all that long and we were going to be gone for the day. So we had our dogs, we had Jedi and Zoe and they would be fine for the day without going outside to go potty. Like they could hold it. They were, they're part camel in that regard, which was really nice, but Arrow wasn't. And I didn't want him free in the house, nor did I want him pottying in his crate. So I we're like, we're going to bring Arrow. So we brought his crate and we brought him down. We get to the house, we pop up his crate. We walked him, you know, we played with him a little bit. We put him in his crate. Uh, we got dressed. We went to the funeral. We came back. Now, while we were gone, of course, nobody was in the house. But whenever we were there, like, they have kids. We don't have kids. Like, Luke was our kid at the time. And he was 11, 12 years old. You know, like, not little, little kids. So, you know, we just told him, like, don't touch him. Don't come by this crate. So one of the things you could do with the little kids is maybe get one of your long leashes and wrap the long leash, make a circle, four foot out from the crate, make a diameter and tell the kids not to cross this line. Now that's not going to be a really smart idea if there's a lot of kids around, but if you have like one kid who's there and you want your dog in the living room with you, that might work. If your dog's on place or beside you, tell the kid, you know, do not cross this line because it's not just your holidays. It's their holidays, but it's your holidays too. You know, um, if they don't understand it. So our family has always understood the service dog, you know, idea. Um, they, they'll pet them at home, you know, when we're just hanging out at home, uh, but out in public, they totally ignore them, which is great. Um, that's what you want. And I've not had friends or family not respect that. Okay. If they would, they would have to get a stern. No, he, while he's here working, he is here working and you cannot pet him or distract him. And that's where you're hitting part of a gray area. Don't distract my dog. I just looked at him. Stare, 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 stare. I'm staring at my dog. Well, I'm allowed to look. Or my favorite, which was somebody extending out her arm and giving my dog air pets from like 15 feet away. And she's like, well, I know I can't pet him, so I'm going to give him air pets. I'm like, stop it, you weirdo. Well, part of the training that we have to do as service dog trainers and service dog owners and service dog handlers is train the dogs to ignore the distractions. Okay, I had Gypsy, Rich had a doctor's appointment this morning. 
So Gypsy and I went because afterwards we wanted to go to the gym. The gym's like a minute from the doctor's office. And it's like 15 minutes from the house. So we didn't want to come home and then go up to the gym later. We just figured we'd go to the doctor's appointment and then go to the gym. And so Gypsy and I went. Well, Gypsy is, you know, tucked underneath my seat. And, you know, the doctor, same doctor, you know, it was his initial appointment, same one I had a couple weeks ago with my initial appointment. They were great. They remembered us. And as we're getting ready to leave, Rich has to go and, you know, check out and schedule up the next appointments and everything. And there's a woman who comes by and she stops and she stares at Gypsy. She goes, now I know you're not supposed to. And we're like, correct. You shouldn't distract her even. What do you mean? You shouldn't stare at the service dog. But, well, why? Because we want her to focus on her handler. You know, and this was Rich saying it. You know, we want her to focus on her handler here, not on you. She goes, well, she just must be starting. And I'm thinking to myself, my dog is totally ignoring you. She's doing what she should be doing, which is she's under my seat with her head down, totally ignoring you. What makes you think that she's just starting her service dog training? And I said, no, actually, she's been in training for over a year. And Rich said, we're service dog trainers. We advocate for service dogs and proper service dog behaviors, you know, from them and from the public. So you shouldn't stare at a service dog. You shouldn't even talk to a service dog. And she was appalled. So if you're going to a family get-together, I would just let them know, like, thank you so much for inviting me. I will be bringing my service dog. He will be decked out in his service dog gear because that's the only way I can attend is to bring my service dog with me. Now, that does not give your dog carte blanche. Right, I'm using the fancy words tonight. Um, that does not give your dog carte blanche to be a jerk. Like you do not sit and feed him from the dinner table. He has the same behavior standards as if he was out in the most fanciest restaurant with the foldiest napkins and as many forks as you can have at, a, at your seating place, right? He has to have exemplary behavior. If your family gets to be a little much, which, you know, Families can be a little much at times. I mean, ours are perfect, but from stories I've heard, um, what you can do is make sure you bring a toy. Like, I need to go walk my dog. I need to potty my dog. I'm going to go outside with my dog and spend some time with him and play with him so he doesn't feel left out, right? So then you have those reasons to leave. If you're staying at the house for an extended amount of time or even overnight, and you have a room, take your dog into the room and just let your dog decompress as well. And remember that these times are stressful for us. Even if it's good stress, it's still stress and they're stressful for the dog as well. Service dog or pet dog, you know, it is stressful. It is more chaos than normal. They don't know what all's going on. So taking that extra time to just chill out and relax with your dog or, you know, give them an extra walk or give them some playtime you know, will really, really, really come in handy and he'll really, really appreciate that. Okay, so that was one of them. And then here's some, uh, someone uh, else commented, I tried something new recently at a small get together with people that were going to be around us for a lot of days. At the beginning of the get together, I took Taz and her dog leash off and told her off duty to make friends. She wandered around and everyone got to meet and pet her for about 10 minutes while exploring briefly what a service dog is and why it's important to follow my rules for her and to totally ignore her when I have her leashed. Work like a charm way better than I expected. Once I called her back to me and told her she was back on duty, I had no issue with anyone, even the teenagers, trying to pet or feed her during any of the other groups that we were all together. That small group went a long way in helping inform others to leave her alone. That is fantastic. I really like that. Um, that's that's absolutely perfect. It really is. Uh, you know, letting them, letting them go and do that. Now, like my mom loves to feed the dogs and that's actually what got my German shepherd begging <laughs> begging asking every time we have pizza the pizza crusts were hers right and it was because my mom my mom fed him the pizza crust you know so what it is is like at home this is acceptable on um, public so we can't give them a crust when we go out in public but we can get a doggy bag and take them home and they can have them at home okay um let's see Christina 
says our small get-togethers are 60 to 75 people with them coming in and out of the house the entire time. Usually I sit outside and try not to cry. Oh, Christina, I may use it as an excuse this time to sit outside and let him get used to people coming and going. There's a lot of kids three and under who aren't usually well supervised and that's going to be my biggest challenge. Exactly. And one of the things you can do, Christina, is use this as a training opportunity that when you know, do you want to pet the dog? Well, you have to be really good. You have to, you know, sit here. You have to hold your hand out and let your dog, the dog come to you and you don't steal pets. Okay. So that's a good one. Um, and then someone else commented, my biggest challenge is petting dogs. His parents have them much on how to pet an animal nicely. My recent experience was at a wedding for my best friend and is, it was all of her fellow church members for several days and church members and other friends of the wedding. I think in your situation, maybe I'd get a few people you trust to help run interference and the idea of sitting somewhere might be a good idea for a portion of the time. Yep. Um, and again, too, you know, even fully trained service dogs, I like a crate. I'll pop them in a crate and just give them a timeout for a little bit because, again, it's stressful for them and it's stressful for you. And I know they're your service dog and they should be with you all the time, but having a 5, 10, 20, 30-minute break always works. And there's always my favorite, which is go take a nap. <laughs> it's always my favorite. It works out good. Um, oh. So um, back on the Facebook um, comments for the live uh, video right now. Um, Nicole says, I love my mail. They're awesome. I'm so sorry. And Cheryl says, so sorry for your loss. And Susan says, you can borrow Sam in a pinch. <laughs> We're getting him on Sunday for, for his boot camp. And Jennifer says, so sorry for your loss. And Mary says, I personally am all for not waiting when it is me. Yeah, I don't want to wait at all, Mary. I would be happy to go pick up, and my husband knows me so well. But you know what? So here's part of it, too, is we have over five acres here. So we have 5.3 acres. We have five goats. I don't know how many chickens, probably 15-plus chickens. And we have, like, seven cows. But we don't have any horses. <laughs> and I told him when we moved in, I want horses if we're buying five acres. Well, I'm also really super allergic to horses, so... You know, it'd be nice, but I also know how busy we are and that I want to spend more time with Luke and Rich. Like we want to draw. Last night we played Nintendo Switch for a little bit. We played Mario Kart, which was super fun. So I don't think I have time right now for horses, but the animal services in Sumter County have three horses up for adoption. Now, I don't want a green horse. If I'm going to get something, I'm going to get the most you know, trail broke horse who just goes, dun, 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 dun. you know, like the safest horse out there. Um, but I told him about that. I'm like, like there's three horses and I'm not even going to ask you for those because our anniversary is in two days. Our anniversary is Thursday. We'll have been married for 21 years. And I'm like, I'm not even asking for that. I'm asking for a Malinois puppy. And uh, we've talked to a couple of the top breeders in the country and they've okayed me. So that always makes you feel good whenever the really, really good ones are like, yes, please have a puppy. Um, whereas, and you guys know, like I said, I always say go with the golden, right? And we have Gypsy, we have Loki here, which has been super fun having the two goldens. I've reached out to a, a number of goldens in the last couple months, because this was even before we knew Arrow wasn't doing well, you know, because we were debating on if we wanted to get a male, you know, get a, a male, because he's going to be a little bit bigger. That's why we wanted to go with a male. Um, and Gypsy's just too short for mobility work. Like I'll be able to use her to brace in a pinch. Uh, once she hits 18 to 24 months, but, you know, my knees have been bothering me. She picks up and retrieves beautifully. Um, she does my oops, pick up and gives it to me beautifully, but I can't use her for counterbalance. Um, I can't use her for helping going up and down stairs. So we've been looking at male goldens and the breeders aren't getting back to me. <laughs> like, first of all, I have a fantastic female who is all over Instagram and Facebook and who you can see is not only a perfect specimen of the breed um, and is super well-trained. So like, I'm not a puppy mill. Um, my stuff's out there. Like, I'm, yes, I will be breeding them. Uh, we want to breed for service dog work and they're just, they just haven't got back to me. So, you know, since the golden people aren't getting back to me and the Malinois people are like, dude, yeah, you can have a dog. I think I'm going to go with a Malinois too. Plus, like I said, Arrow was awesome. Uh, Kimmy says, love you, Victoria. Thank you. Susan said, I have rubber ornaments on the bottom half due to tail wagging. <laughs> um, Ashley says, I don't even get to put a tree up. No room. Aw. 
we have um, some little ones too, like some little tabletop ones. My grandma had a little one. I don't even, did she have a real tree too? I don't think she did. Hey, Robin, if you're still on, did Grandma Betty have a real, like a full-size Christmas tree or just that like half-size, what was it, maybe two foot tall that she kept in the living room? Do you remember that at all? Um, Robin's my sister. She was on earlier. Um, but yeah, so she had like a little tabletop one and like that was it, I think. Um, Cheryl says this is Pebble and Marble's first tree this year. Oh, nice. <laughs> Susan says, uh, I know he won't be good enough for you off. No, Sam's great. I can't wait to get him in. It's going to be so much fun. And that's, we have Nim in and we have Loki in. So like I do have, but I also know Gypsy is due to go to heat like now. So last heat was, I think the beginning of June. So she's due now. And like, she goes outside and she pees. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's coming into heat. Like she was snuggling up against one of the, the, um, Alex, a uh, male German shepherd we have in. And I'm like, oh my gosh, is she, is she coming into heat? It's like anything she does, I'm like, oh my gosh, is she coming into heat? Um, so yeah. Uh, Mary says, I've started doing fireworks training using YouTube. We will see how well it works come New Year's. Perfect. Um, you can also do one of the things that people have done in the past is make up a plate of like your dog's favorite things. Put hot dog, cheese cubes, um, yogurt, maybe a little bit of ice cream, not chocolate, vanilla. Uh, on a plate and stick it in the freezer. And then um, whenever the stuff starts going off, bang, your dog gets that and it's super duper fun. Okay. Catherine says, how can you get your dog to stop barking at fireworks? Oh, that's a good question. So um, knock it off. <laughs> right? Um, so you can do name and explain with that. That's a fireworks. You want to see what it is? Look out the window here. See that light? That's what it is. Good, 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 good. You know, good, 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 good as it's going off. And let them know that that's nothing. Honestly, guys, the laughing it off works out so good. And telling them, you know, telling them it's a fireworks. Like, it's nothing. Like, stop it. Um, if they're not, if they're just going to bark the whole night, you have a couple options. One is bathrooms or closets usually are the most interior um, room in the house, uh, farthest away from the exterior walls. So find the most interior place in your house and create your dog in it. You know, turn the music up as loud as it can, as loud as you can tolerate it. Turn the TV up if you'd rather, as loud as you can. Uh, essential oils in the diffuser, thunder shirts, um, body wraps. If you're going to be there, if you're going to leave, do not put a body wrap on your dog. What is a body wrap? It is an ace bandage that you crisscross on your dog. Um, we have a blog post called, like, I don't know how many common relax your dog. It used to be 16 ways, but I think we added a few more to it. Um, and then you can always bonk, but I don't like to bonk them if it's nervous barking, depending, you know. You can also give a no and a correction to your dog for unwanted behavior. But, you know, if they're freaking out because of it, you know, you kind of want to help them in other means as well. Um, Kimmy says, I hate having to explain the don't stare at him to strangers and especially family and friends. It's usually looking isn't a crime, right? Mm, punching isn't a crime. I'm just going to punch like this. and I'm not going to hit your face and you're going to flinch. Ha ha. No, I'm kidding, guys. Um, so, yeah, that's people don't understand that, that staring at a dog with open eyes and like intense expression can be seen as a challenge. And this is, guys, why you need to have a dog like the most social dogs to be service dogs who put up with that and don't care. And part of your training has to include people coming up and staring at your dog, stepping on their tail, stepping on their paws, pulling their fur, pulling their ears, and your dog doing nothing about it. Because it's going to happen in real life because people are weird. You know? Um, yeah, looking isn't a crime. And so, you know what you could also do, Kimmy, depending on if it's male or female, is check out their chest or check out their crotch and make a very big to-do about it. Be like, what? Looking isn't a crime? Because <laughs> that's not going to get me in trouble at all. Um, Mandy says, what do you do if you go to a family gathering and they have a pet dog? So it depends on how well behaved the pet dog is. Um, if the dog is a heathen, I ask them to crate. If they do not want to crate, I would either leave my service dog at home or put the dog outside or in another room or whatever. I'd either leave my service dog at home or I wouldn't go. If you want me to come, you've got to crate up your dog or put him outside because I'm not having your little ankle biter bite my dog. You know, if the dog is good and decent, 
they can sniff, you know, and see how things go. Um, hi, Kimmy asks, how do you handle people not taking the rules you have in place for your dog seriously? Like they think you're being mean or stuck up or too serious. Oh, Kimmy, I get that all the time. Um, and this is something I was just talking to Luke. You can't care what other people think. So if they're not going to take the rules seriously, I'm not going to hang out with them. If they think while we're out eating lunch together that they can slip my dog food and they, they're not going to listen to me, that's the last time I'm ever eating lunch with them. And that's never happened. Um, and I've had people a lot of times tell me that poor dog, like, look at her, she has to work all the time. Usually with Eric, he has to work all the time. I'm like, yeah, poor dog. He gets to travel the country with me and go to Disney every week. Wow. You know, they don't understand that at home they get to be dogs, even though they were still working and that he played more than any other dog I've ever had. Uh, so yeah, Carolyn, so sorry for your loss. Thank you. Um, get a curly hearse. Yeah, Terry, I was telling Rich about that. Maddie, happy anniversary, 21 years. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, Linda, sorry for your loss. You have a fur angel watching over you and a horse would be fun, right? Um, Terry says, your experience to know how to handle a mouth. The typical person is not, not um, you, Nicole, Duke, have mouth service dogs. You'll do fine, right? I told Rich we need to, especially if I can get an Ivan dog. Um, Linda says, I'm partial to Irish wolfhounds. And uh, Kimmy says, I'm a sucker for mixed breeds. And Paula says, just start videotaping their rude behavior with your phone. Oh, I like that, Paula. And Michelle says, hers doesn't have a tail to step on, which is good. I, I know what you meant, Michelle. Yeah, Ollie doesn't have a tail is what I mean. Yeah. So, you know, they've got the little nubbin on her dog. So, you know, you've got that to work with as well. But it is. It's stressful for people year than any other time of year because it's hard it's hard on people it's hard when you used to have family and you remember how all the good old days and now you don't so what do you do is just try to make the best of a situation try to be as helpful try to be as understanding as possible um do twice as much work and get back half the reward for times like i said if there was an issue um get the mail my other trainer just got one too all right thank you guys yeah it's, uh, oh, it's no, she's right there. I knew she was right behind me somewhere. Uh, yeah, I think we need to. And I think I want another male. I told Rich we can get a female and we could breed males and we can get calm ones and we could breed them up as service dogs because that won't make people hate us at all. <laughs> and Susan says get a golden doodle because they're taller. So yeah. you know, like food, don't give your dog like sugar cookies and chocolate chip cookies and, you know, some of your eggnog, don't do that. Um, there is food, you know, I can eat fruit veg usually, but it depends on how they cook them. If it's a bunch of weird stuff in it, like they put a bunch of sugar in the carrots, like don't do that. Um, Kimmy says, my favorite is children. You're just being mean. Yep. And if you stare or distract him or try to sneak a pet, I'm telling Santa. <gasps> That's perfect, Kimmy. Yeah. Yep, Santa's going to see you do that. Don't be naughty. Luke is actually really good. He is my linebacker, I think is maybe the correct word. Uh, whenever we're out, especially if Disney kids try to steal pets, he goes, no, don't touch. <laughs> he just he doesn't care, right? Paula says, don't get a doodle. <laughs> and Linda says, Aaron is my service dog, Wolfie, and is the right fit for me. She's eight and will be nine next month and gets grumpy if she doesn't work. Right. Yeah. Well, that's Eros had a lot of time off. I mean, he worked all summer, you know, I'd have between him and Roma because Gypsy was um, dealing with hot spots. but you know, he, uh, it was nice. It was nice bringing him out whenever I was training Gypsy. Cause I'm like, dude, I don't have to worry about you. You know what to do. And now I have to start all over again. That's a puppy, but you know what we're going to do with the puppy? I've already told Rich and he's still like, we're going to wait. And I'm like, oh, honey, that's so cute that you think that. Um, but I think what we're going to do is videotape and make up a how to raise your puppy course to go with our online course offerings. And we can take the puppy from, you know, puppyhood to first year and just keep adding to it or at least puppyhood to six months. Uh, you know, so that would give you four months of, you know, this is what we're doing weekly. This is where the dog's at. And then letting people know, like, it's a Malinois, so it's pretty wicked smart. And it likes to bite bitey. <laughs> it likes to give free tooth hugs. Um, and then whenever we breed Gypsy next year and get a golden puppy, 
um, you know, do that again with the golden puppy and show that, you know, there are differences depending on breeds. Uh, Mary says, I find that most of the time, the people that want to ignore the rules or are the rudest are the people that are uncomfortable with my disabilities and want me back the way I used to be. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It is difficult that way. And like I said, I don't have family around. Like I don't do holiday get togethers, which is sad because we had such an extended family growing up um, outside Pittsburgh. We do these um, big Thanksgivings with one side of the family. We do these picnics in the summer with the other side of the family. And it was super. And I love that. I would love for Luke to experience that. We don't do them anymore because everybody's dead or dying or sick or old or busy. Right. Um, so I don't have that, you know, um, they don't know what's going on with me, uh, you know, because I got diagnosed at 19, I'm 42 now. So, you know, it's been a number of years and, you know, we just, we don't. So, and then it's just me, Rich and Luke. It's not like I have any cousins, um, or really, really, you know, childhood friends that we grew up together, you know, no, it's, it's the three of us down here. Um, Terry says a puppy course would be fantastic, right? And Maddie, yeah, I agree. A puppy course would be awesome. Um, Julie asked, where will you get your new mail? I've talked to Ivan. I'm down here in Plant City. I've talked to Mohawk Mal. And then um, Julie, you know, Ann up in Jacksonville, Ann Baxter, she and uh, Duke Ferguson are going to do a breeding. And I've talked to her. So all three of them have said, yeah, it's not going to be a problem. So I have to decide which one. So because Ivan is so close, I would really like to go see his mouse. Um, and I have a friend who has one who lives in Orlando. So we're going to probably get together this week. I think on Thursday, Rich and I might head over to Orlando, you know, anniversary, go to Disney for the day. So if we do that, hopefully we can see him then. If not, maybe um, Friday or even Wednesday tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, see if we can get over there and, um, and see him. I'm going to, I just want to see, and this is going to sound stupid. Arrow has such a smooth coat. Um, he didn't have a plush coat. So smooth coat, more like a Weimaraner, pit bull type versus a plush coat, like a German shepherd, even a short haired German shepherd, you know, like the normal coat. Era had the smooth coat and I love that. I really, really would like that again, as stupid as it sounds. Um, it was the best coat care ever. Um, so I want to see, cause I think his has that and I want to see just how social and, you know, like how the dog's doing. Cause he's had the dog for a few years and I know he's very social. I've seen the videos and the pictures. And that's one of the things I'm looking at is uh, how social the dogs are. You know, because they come to dinner with me all the time. You know, I can't worry about the dog at all. Like he has to be, or she, preferably he, has to be super social. Um, and I don't want a dog. And this is one of the things when we first looked and got Arrow is I reached out to a breeder and I told him, I said, this is going to sound silly, but I don't want the crackhead Malinois who like, who's ready to go, 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 go constantly. I want a calmer Malinois. Like here's my background. Here's my training style. Here's what we've done. And so the reason we got Arrow in the first place, guys, now, if those of you who have met him, okay, if not, if you've seen any videos of him or pictures of him, he had no toy drive when we got him. That's why we got him. So he, he, all his brothers and sisters, I think he was six or seven months old. Um, all his brothers and sisters were going off for military work, <laughs> except they couldn't um, get him excited about a toy. So apparently they could only do um, like um, single purpose is what he would have been. And they like dual purpose, so, but they couldn't get engaged that toy drive with him. Now he had food drive, but he didn't have toy drive. So because he had the food drive, they placed him with us. You know, and they told me, they're like, if you can build his toy drive, like, we'll buy him back from you. I'm like, yeah, it's not going to happen. And we did. We built an obsession, you know, for him with those toys. And, you know, you learn from every dog that you have. And I'm sure we'll build an obsession again. But one of the things I kind of want to make sure happens is that he knows that we're the ones who play with them, not everybody who comes over. Because he'd get, like, harassy. Whenever we'd have people come over, he's like, you'll play with me, right? Play with me. I know you have your own dog, but you'll still play with me, right? But yeah, so we got him because he had no toy drive and we built it. So that was, that was fun. Um, he taught us a lot with that, with dealing, tapping into the drives on how to build up toy drive. I mean, he's the dog that we learned how to do a retrieve on, how we learned how to do out 
and why we can teach a much better out than what he has is because you get better with each dog that you train. Um, but yeah, so Julie, we're looking at Ivan most likely. Um, and because he's so close and his dogs are amazeballs. So, and that is um, malinois.com if you want to look at them, or I'm not sure how to pronounce it, otbitosha, O-T-V, bitosha is how it's spelled, right? Um, and there's supposed to be a way, but I, I can't get my tongue to say it the other way. Um, Christina says, the problem is my family. They think that their family, they get to play with him like the kids do when he's off duty. So, and that's it. If you want to say, you know, yeah, he's off duty, go ahead and play. Or if you want to say, no, he is not off duty. He's on duty. He's working. And here's one too, guys, that people get into arguments about. Um, sometimes I've had people and like, it's all up to you. Like, I don't care. Can I pet your dog? Hold on and take the gear off and allow the dog to go say hello. And then I call the dog back and put the gear back on and say, okay, now he's working. To give that clear definition to the public that, you know, see, he's working. Now he's off duty. and He's a pet. Now he's working again. So at home, he can be a pet. But I don't want my dog to only work if he's vested. Because say I need Gypsy to pick something up for me and her vest is way over there and I need something way over here. I'm not going to go get her vest and put it on her. She's not going to wear her vest all day in the house. A diabetic alert dog, you're not going to say, check my sugar. Oh, wait, here's your vest. Now check my sugar, right? So service dogs don't just work when they're vested. They work pretty much 24-7, right? And to do that for the public is fine. Like, if that's how you want to do it, go for it. I don't take the vest off. What I'll do, oh, here's a good one, guys. What I'll do is I'll tell them, you know, uh, if we're talking and they seem like they're normal, sane people, I might say, oh, do you want to help me train the dog? You know, uh, Gypsy, do you want to go say hello? Right? And I do my hand motion. And if Gypsy takes a couple steps over to say hello, they're allowed to say hello back. But if they reach into her space, no, that's not allowed. I do not want them reaching into her space at all because it's, whoa, wait a minute here. So they have to be polite. She has to initiate. And she has to go forward, get some pets and come back. Now she can't jump. She can't get mouthy. Um, she can't get all crazy spazzy. And that's usually what ends up happening. So we might say, you know, you have to sit down. You have to hold your hand out. You know, she's going to come over. You're going to give her pat. She really likes to be scrunched under the chin. Or she really likes to be pet on her chest. Because if not, they're going to bop her on the head like little bunny foo-foo. Uh, so, you know, you can do that. Um, whenever we went to IACP conference in September, um, my parents were down. And they were watching our personal dogs. So that would be, we took Roma and Gypsy to conference with us because they both needed the training. Arrow did not need the training. Like Arrow's been to conference, I don't know how many times. Um, so Arrow and the two Border Collies stayed at home with my parents. He got to be a pet during that time. You know, they took him outside and they played with them. They played fetch with them. Uh, you know, he, he got to be a pet. Just a well-behaved pet. Um, Michelle says that puppy class would be nice. Thank you. Um, Julie says, sounds good. I would love to see a puppy class, male or female. I really want a male again. Arrow was our first boy dog, and um, Root is our second. So we've only had two boy dogs. Um, females, Jedi, Zoe, Abby, Gypsy have all been females. So I would really like a male plus, because I do want them for mobility. Males are bigger, um, and you can work them all the time. They don't come into heat. They don't have babies that, you know, they can't work during this time. Now, Arrow, we didn't neuter him until he was six years old because I don't want ugly puppies from him and Gypsy. So if we got another male Malinois, that's going to be an issue again, is making sure we're kept apart while she's in the heat. Yeah. So we could neuter him when he hits two if we want to. I wouldn't neuter before much before that. I mean, if he's a total jerkwad, I would neuter him at a year old. Um, Rue, we noodled it, noodled. We neutered Rue at 11 and a half months because he was driving me bonkers. So we did neuter him. And the reason that Gypsy's a female is not only so we can breed her, but because um, Era did better with females than with males. I mean, he did fine with males, but for living together, he would do better with a female. If we got a female male, I wouldn't spay her until she hit at least 16 months old. So then I have to put up with a couple heat cycles, which would probably be doable. Um, but usually females are smaller. And, um, but really, honestly, temperament is the key thing. So if, if, if we go with Ivan, if Ivan's like, you know, look, I've got a female who's outstandingly amazing social, like she is like that 
unicorn that you you never find right like she is just the best dog ever and she's gonna be a perfect service dog for you going to disney every week i'd take her i'd take her in a heartbeat i'm not telling rich that but i would um kimmy says arrow was so chilling calm when we met thank you kimmy um catherine says speaking of coats how can you help with dry skin oh this is a great question so how to help with dry skin for the dog i assume if your dog has dry skin, there's two things that you want to do is work on the topical and work on the innards. So first you've got to ask, what are you putting on your dog topically? Do you have any topical uh, flea and ticker heartworm stuff that you're doing? Um, what about internal? What are you doing that way? What shampoo are you using? How often are you bathing? So I use the Young Living Animal Scent Shampoo, and I really like that. Um, depending on what it is that you're using, there is a lot out there that is crap. Putting it bluntly i got rid of all my shampoos except for my young living shampoo because it's the best so i really like the young living one um in it uh, put it in their mouth you can do coconut oil just a spoonful of coconut oil they'll probably lick it or you can mix it in with their food or you can um you know melt it and put it on top of their food um coconut oil the uh winpro w-i-n-p-r-o supplements there's the immunity one, which is for the tummy, for tummy issues. So Era was on that one. And then there's the allergy one. You want the allergy one, you could probably maybe try some of the immunity as well. Uh, we had Chance here with us. Chance is a pity. He was here for five weeks with us. And like a lot, he had skin issues. So his owners had packed uh, chlorhexidine wipes and special shampoo for him should he, you know, break out or get rashes or have any skin outbreaks while he was with us guess what? Nothing. He was perfect. And actually when they picked him up, they're like, his skin has never looked better. Like, yeah, we've been using these supplements with them. So it was the allergy and the immunity. He got those every day and he did amazing. So Catherine, I would start there uh, and then progress from there. Cause there's a bunch of different supplements, but I really am happy with the WinPro. And if you go on WinPro and you're looking at them and you use my code, which is dream canine, that's D R E A M the letter K and the number nine, uh, you get 15% off. So, um, and that's off your first order. Maddie says tips to build toy drive. I'd love for my Chihuahua to enjoy toys. So here is the best way to do that is you want to take something i'll use a pen right to take this pen so i can get the dog excited about it now is this going to be exciting if i'm like here's a pen and this toy it's so much fun right that's not fun you know what's super fun is oh my gosh look at this i got this pen this is the neatest pen in the world oh my gosh i see it. you see this pen this is pen and it's just the neatest thing ever and i'm not gonna force it in i'm in shove it in their mouth. I'm not going to let them have it. It's going to be my pit, and it's going to be super cool, right? It's like Gollum from Lord of the Rings. It's going to be my precious, right? And then you're going to take it, and you're going to flip it up in the air a few times. Woohoo! Oh my gosh, look at this. It's the coolest thing ever. Look how cool this is. Throw it up in the air again. Oh my gosh, this is the meanest ever. Oops, I dropped it on the ground. And your dog is going to be just, if you do it right, your dog is going to be losing his mind. And he's going to be like, oh my gosh, I need it. It's the coolest thing ever. And he's going to show interest in it. And maybe he'll go and he'll grab it and he'll take off. Have your dog unleashed so he can't take off. Maybe he'll go and grab it and bring it to you. Like, look at this. I got this coolest thing ever. And then you're going to tell him, that is the coolest thing ever. Oh my gosh. You know, here's a treat if I can have this coolest thing ever back. Right? And you can do that for balls. Um, we've also had dogs that watch our dogs play and then they learn how to play. And oh my goodness, we just put a video up on Insta tonight. Rich had Cooper the Corgi out. And after his training session, we took him off leash for some playtime. And he is so cute. So he's a little Corgi, right? He's pretty long, but he's pretty short. He can jump as long as he is or more. He can jump straight up in the air. So he would jump to catch the ball. Uh, and then whenever he'd bring it back to Rich, he'd drop it about six feet away from Rich, and then he nudged it with his nose, and it was so cute. So um, my three were out, so we had them outside the fence, and we had him inside the dog fence, so then they couldn't harass him or annoy him or steal his toy or anything, and that worked out really well. Uh, with Loki, we're working on him to want to retrieve, so we want that play and bring it back to me and place it in my hand, and that's one with Rue. He just comes up and drops it at my feet, and I'm like, I don't want it dropped at my feet. I want you place it in my hand. So since we're 
drugs and I'm not training Zoe because she's like 14 years old. Um, Gypsy and Rue get extra training time now. So, um, so Rue is working on placing it in my hand or on my lap, not dropping it at my feet. But uh, Loki, we're working with him and we found out he really likes this blue spiky ball that was on the inside of one of our Bark, Bark, Bark Box toys. So some of those toys, guys, you take them apart and there's another toy inside and this is one of them and it's a blue spiky ball and he loves it. So that's what we did, Maddie, is I was like, look at this, look at this blue toy and tossed it and he went and grabbed it. And Gypsy was there. So then you put some competition in because I know they're both going to be fine with each other. So Gypsy would get it a few times. And then I put her away. And so then he got it a few times. And then after a few times with the ball, put the ball up and I got a white PVC piece of PVC with like end caps on it. And I'm like, oh, this is the greatest, just like I just did. And I tossed it and he grabbed it. Now, once he did it, I can click him for nudging it. I can click him for showing interest in it. He doesn't have to grab it and bring it back right away. I want to show him, yes, this is what I, I want. And I tell him, I'm like, yes, that's it. That's what I want you to do. You know, bring it back. And once he, he was like, I don't know. And like, he dropped it. I just laughed at him. Like, keep it fun. You need to keep it super fun. And then here's one of the big tips for building Toy Drive. Okay, first, if you want more info, Michael Ellis on Learberg has um, how to build toy something, something with toys, and it was super good. Like, we have it. We need to watch it again because Michael Ellis has really awesome videos, um, but don't the interactive toys, right, like the ball, the spiky ball, um, corgi ball, the poolers that we're using with our dogs, because I really like those, they do not have access to these toys unless we are playing together. I initiate it and I get it off from the shelf and we play, 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 play. When we're done, I take it from them, that's all, and I put it up. That's a big one. You know what a lot of people do that's wrong is they leave all the toys all over the house and the dog has access to it at all times. It's not as rare. It's not as fun. I mean, think if you had your Christmas stuff up every day, it wouldn't be as fun as getting it out once a year, right? So you want to make sure that the interactive toys, the toys that you guys play with together, they do not have access to, except you start and you finish up. So for us, it was, are you ready? And all done. Those are our keywords for it. And then in between that, it was super fun, amazing, and awesome. And since I can only keep that energy level up for so long, you know, like really a two, three minute training session, you can get a lot of stuff in. And then as they're getting it, you don't have to be as animated sometimes. Sometimes you do. Um, Carolyn says, that's amazing. He had a toy in his mouth every time I saw him, right? Kimmy says, Graham is just now getting toy drive. Uh, he definitely has an ice cube drive. He doesn't care about people, food, or treats uh, from people he doesn't know. If it's not from mom or an ice cube, I don't care. That's cute. Um, Michelle says Max the same way with toys. Anyone who comes in the house. Yeah. Uh, Kimberly says, I think a puppy class would be great. Most questions occur in the first year. <coughs> and it's really when they are the biggest sponges in regards to training and dealing with fear cycles and exposure. The first year is probably the most important. And, and for that, Kimberly, too, I thought, you know, with the puppy, uh, whenever we do breed, Gypsy, uh, you know, she, Everyone who buys a puppy gets the puppy class online, right? So it'll be a standalone and it'll be included in all our packages as well. And I think it, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be geared for service dogs, but it's going to be geared for pet dogs as well, right? So like there's some stuff that the service dogs do and there's some stuff that the pet dogs do, but raising up a well-rounded puppy, you know, like it takes a village. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Kimberly. Um, Terry says, Goose was 26 inches in his last measure. That's awesome. And Carolyn says, Rome is at 22. Yep. Um, Christina says, OMG, I just spit my coffee out. And then uh, Michelle says, Oliver's 27 in his last membership measurement. Um, Terry says, I act goofy with Goose, but he still doesn't want to tug with me. He has such a soft mouth. I'll continue working on it and he'll get it. Terry, when you guys come down, uh, Gypsy will play with him some and show him the fun of tug. And that's part of it too, guys. So remember, Arrow raised Gypsy for like the last, what, year and three months that we've had her. She plays like a Malinois. Like she is such a bruiser when it comes to play. Um, she'll, you know, wheelbarrow into dogs, plow into them. She'll lay on top of them. She'll grab toys right out of his mouth. And he let her. Like he was so good. Um, Susan says, Sammy would be jumping and panting all over you, right? 
and Paula's is gonna Bernie Doodle. I like Bernie's Mountain Dogs. I actually wanted to get them a long time ago, and then I found out that a lot of them were like, I guess, dead by five or six because of cancer. I was like, wow. Um, so yeah, it makes it difficult, you know. I mean, Hera was dead, dead at six of cancer, and he shouldn't have been. So you know, it is. It's super hard. And for Arrow, like, we did everything right. He was on Raw for half of his life. He, uh, we did minimal vaccines. You know, we didn't let him, you know, we didn't use the topical stuff on him. We used a Sinestro collar, um, and we used Catalivermectin. But we didn't, you know, he didn't eat, you know, crappy food. And, you know, he got tons of exercise, but he still, you know, sometimes it don't matter. And it's hard. It really is. Um, and it's hard losing a pet. And it's hard losing a dog. Even more so. Okay. Any other questions, guys? Because we're closing in on an hour. Um, and I want to make sure that we get all the questions answered um, that we have four people, especially on tonight's topic, which is um, the holidays and the dogs. Uh, Jennifer says, I've seen many dogs on raw get cancer early. Yeah. And Paula says that's why they crossed with the poodle is to increase the lifespan. <laughs> See, I think they should have crossed with like a golden or something that's kind of like them. <laughs> you know, if you look at a Bernie's mountain dog and you look at a golden, um, you know, I feel like poodles are just kind of little slutty dogs that will sleep with anyone. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it really, because Eric had, um, he did have a couple issues. His um, tummy, oh my gosh, he would get so farty. And we take him out. It would be in a quiet movie theater and he just, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was my dog. And it would stink. So we tried not to, and we tried different foods and everything. And that's why he was on Raw for half of his life is because it helped. It didn't eliminate it totally. What ended up eliminating it totally was the immunity from WinPro. Um, that supplement, he didn't have any the last. We got it in September. Last two months of his life, three months of his life, he had no fartiness because he was on immunity. So that was really nice. Um, and then his teeth. Uh, when we got him, both of his canines um, were cracked. Um, while we had him, because like I said, we got him at like six or seven months old, and he is six and a half you know, a little over, um, you know, whenever he passed away. So we had him for around six years, a uh, little over. And he, um, he had terrible teeth. Like I took him up to see a vet friend of mine and she had to pull uh, quite a few of them. Uh, Rich wanted to get him titanium teeth now. And then even towards the end, most of his teeth were nubbed, you know, were little stumps. He didn't have like normal teeth. So like, I don't know how he could have lasted another six years with nubbin teeth. Um, and then he uh, did that. Oh, the other thing is, so when pets have passed away before we've either buried them or communal cremation um, with Arrow, we're bringing him home. So he'll be home. They said probably in a week uh, from yesterday. So, um, so he'll be the first one that we've brought home. Um, Jennifer says, I agree. Poodles and Bernies isn't a good mix. Two totally different breed structures. Structured breeds, yeah. Maddie says, Venom has bad farts. He's getting better, though. I think the supplement from Wimpro will help. Good, good. Yeah, I, I'm really seeing nice results with it. Yeah. Um, we're using it with the dogs who are in for calming and focus to help kind of take the edge off along with the, um, the diffuser. You know, shoot, not good essential oils. Um, Michelle says, I have to get that for Oliver to help with his gas. Um, Terry says the protein can also cause farting. So that's, yeah, a lot of the, the food was chicken based and we couldn't do chicken because chicken seemed to, to do it. So I had to watch his food and his treats. And that's why we were doing the salmon and potato from tractor supply, which we, I guess, don't have to do anymore because we were doing that for arrow. Um, but yeah, it seemed to be that, but he would still, you know, still always have a little bit, not near as bad, but still, um, even with even with watching the protein, even on a raw diet. And really, and I think we talked about this when we talked about food and diet before, but 
having we've had we have cows on the ranch right guys and we've and we had pigs um and when we send them to the butcher and then we get them back and they go into the freezer right gypsy last year got most of the ground beef from one of the cows guess what that's a lot of ground beef and guess what that's a lot of rich meat for the dog to have even a chicken leg quarter every night is still a lot of meat for the dog to have. You've got to think domestically growing up, they're not going to get the prime cuts. What are they going to get? They're going to get the leftovers. Think before kibble, what did dogs eat? Now, if you had a bunch of dogs and like a kennel master type of thing, they'd probably make up a slop for them. But it's not going to be kibble, right? It's going to be, which... From my understanding, kibble was made because they're like, well, we have all these cereals and grains that we're packaging for people as processed foods, and there's all this extra waste. What should we do with it? I know. Let's call them dog biscuits, right? So you've got to watch it. But um, my dogs get fruit and veg. Um, Gypsy loves fruit and vegetables. If I have a pear, she is right there, and she gets about half of my pear, half of my apple, half of my banana, like maybe not half, maybe a third, but she still, she loves her fruit. Um, when we're doing, I have been on a green beans kick lately. So when I'm sitting there and snipping the ends off of the green beans, she is right there in any little skinny green beans she gets. And she loves them. She does not care for squash and zucchini, but she will try them every single time. Um, she likes green peppers and red peppers. She will eat anything like that. So, you know, I think that's more like this is what they got was like the leftovers, right? They would get, you know, if you'd cook up bread every day, like they'd get, you know, whatever was left. Um, they wouldn't get, you know, filet mignon every night because that's going to go to us. They're going to get the scraps. Uh, anyway, back to this. Elaine says, what are some good training exercises to do with your family members that want to play with your service dog? Um, so we explained <coughs> some of you came down last summer. And he was, I think, like 10 or 11 or 12. And he, he, we told him not to play, play with Arrow, that he could play with the other dogs. So that was okay. And he was good with it. Um, but when we went out and we brought Arrow, he was like, why is the dog coming? So we just explained to him um, that, you know, Arrow's working. This is his job. And, you know, his mom and him, you know, and his dad, like they have dogs. It's not like he's never been around dogs, but he hadn't been around service dogs before. So, you know, he came with us and he was like, you know, Arrow did really good. And we're like, eh, that's kind of what we expect. Uh, you know, as him to do really good. So, you know, it was neat that way. I didn't have to explain too much to him because my parents had explained to him that, you know, Arrow would come out with us and then he's a service dog and then he helps me. And that's usually what we do. If they want to play, you know, and again, you guys, if you've met Arrow, if you've been out here and you know how much um, Arrow loved to play, people would come to the ranch, I'd let him play with them. You know, go for it. <laughs> they're going to be stupid enough to pick up the toy and throw it for him. They're suckers. He knows for life that they will play with him. Um, now, he loved it. <laughs> the clients liked it for the most part. Um, but it's something that, you know, like, okay, but here are the rules. So, like, I also have a friend who would um, bring her daughters out sometime, and they knew not to, not to mess with Arrow, not to play with him, not to touch his toys. No. Okay. So everyone's different. Uh, Julie says, this was good. Did the vet give you an idea of why he might have gotten cancer so early? No, not at all, Julie. And we asked. And we're like, but he was fine a week ago. And they're like, no, he wasn't. This has been growing for quite a while. I'm like, how long? And he's like, I have no idea. I'm like, well, how? And he's like, I have no idea. So, yeah. Um, Christina, can you post the name of the calming supplement, please? I have a puppy who could really use that. They're all under WinPro dog supplements. I do have a code, but I don't know where it is. I'm typing up the stuff now um, for you. It's if you look up WinPro, W-I-N-P-R-O dog supplements, um, and then use the dream K9 letter K number nine code for 15% off or message me and I will grab you the link for it and send it to you um, because the calming ones are focus. The skin ones are allergy and the tummy ones are immunity. They also have training, which helps them recover from training. So that's what Gypsy's been getting, and mobility, which is what Zoe's been getting. Uh, Jennifer asks, have you tried Life's Abundance? It's totally gotten rid of my dog's bad farts and helped his skin and coat so much. No, I haven't, Jennifer. I haven't tried that at all. Um, Susan asks, have you tried Rescue Remedy? I do. I actually have some here. And while um, 
who was it while Pluto was here, I was putting drops of that in his water. <laughs> He'd get that. He would get the calming supplements. He got another supplement, Dr. Lyons with the Y L Y O N S. Dr. Lyons from Chewy. I got those calming ones. Um, I also had, what was the other thing I have? Some herbal thing that's supposed to make them calmer. So he was getting those too. So Pluto was getting all of them <laughs> and the essential oils, um, you know, but yeah, we do have that. Now I don't see a huge improvement using rescue remedy. Will I buy it again? Might, because you're going to find that one dog where it makes a huge difference. But, um, but yeah, I, I didn't see a huge improvement with using that alone. You know, um, Cheryl says I home cook and they don't seem to have gas. That's good. Well, none of my other dogs have ever, um, have ever had, had gas except for him. Like it had to be the service dog. So between the, the gas and the teeth, you know, I mean, he passed his OFAs with flying colors and we even did him when he was four years old, which is kind of old for doing them. Um, but we never bred him, which part of me is like, I wish I would have bred him or at least taken, you know, take him to the vet and got some semen straws and then we could have impregnated a bitch in the future. But, but we never did. Um, and now we can't. But like I said, between the the pee and the or the um the fartiness and the um the teeth. Um Cheryl says I have mine on springtime longevity. Yeah. And then Pluto is just cray cry, right, Paula? Um yeah. Yeah, he, he tries. He tries hard. <laughs> okay, any other comments? Any other questions? Because I need to go put some more green beans in the oven for tonight because that sounds really good to me and see what Rich and Luke are doing. Um, Julie says, I just started Lily on Platinum Performance Plus for joints and bones. Awesome. And Paula said he had to learn that cats are electric today. Right? That's a good one. Have you done it with the fence with them yet, Paula? Because we tried to work that too. He'd get like, ooh, the goats. And we're like, it's electric. See, I'm in a mood. <laughs> Michelle says Oliver's a Rottweiler and they're known for their gas issues. Yep. And Cheryl says, take care of yourself. Thank you, Cheryl. You too. Um, you too, girl. Okay. So I will see you guys next week. We're doing another webinar. And then guess what happens in two weeks from today, guys? It's Christmas. And I am not doing a webinar on Christmas. Unless you guys really, really, really want it. But I really would rather not. Um, Maddie says, thank you for the webinar, Victoria. You are quite welcome, girl. And Paula says he's doing better on the long leash. Perfect. Good. Okay. Have a great evening, guys. Get prepped for Christmas. Get prepped for whatever holiday you happen to celebrate. And I will catch you guys next week. Um, love you, Victoria. Love you too, Julie. Um, take care, Terry. And big hugs from Paula. Thank you, guys. I love you all. And I really appreciate you guys spending your evening with me. Uh, and if you're listening to this in the future, on the podcast, uh, know that we had a lot of good information and you guys can, um, message me, you can email me, you can call me, um, let me know what questions you have and we can address those at some point too. Or if you have a topic that you want to see discussed. So Christina says, don't remind me I'm not ready. Right. Neither are we. And Michelle says, enjoy your family later. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I want to go decorate the tree tonight. Don't know if it'll get done, but that's kind of my goal. See you guys. Bye-bye.